Welcome to the Glory Podcast with Julia Walda. I'm your host, Julia Walda, and I am so glad that you're joining me today. Hopefully you had the opportunity to listen to my last podcast where I talk about the renewing of the mind and give you a few simple tools on how to start that journey. Um, if you're intrigued on knowing how to renew your mind, which actually leads to freedom from anxiety and depression and anything else that might bind you in your mind, then I would suggest absolutely going back to that podcast and listening to what I share there so that you can start that journey right away because I give tools um, that my listeners can apply immediately and then continue to use over the next month to years to their lifetime to actually continue to steward good mental health and intentionality with the way you think. So if you're intrigued, then yes, please go back and listen to it. And if you've already listened to it, I'm so glad that you're back and hopefully you you um, have seen success in some of the things you applied from last week. And if you are still doing it, but maybe not seeing any changes, don't worry about it. It takes time. I'll give you more tools and together we will go on this journey. Um, it's not one that happens overnight. The renewing of the mind and freedom from things like anxiety and depression take time because it took time for you to become anxious and it took time for you to become depressed. It did not happen overnight. And so the same way that you had to build that habit or those um, fundamental beliefs that led you to anxiety or depression is the same way we need to tear them down and then build new beliefs and new thinking uh, and positive views on things, right? So give yourself time. It's like a muscle. You have to work it out. You have to go to the gym and you have to keep uh, pushing through even when you're not seeing results because you know that each time that you go and you're intentional about working out that muscle or as we're talking about the renewing of the mind, continuing to be intentional with the way you think, over time you will start to see results and reap the fruits of your labor. So let that be encouragement for you. It does take time. Uh, but today specifically, I want to explain to you why I'm even doing this podcast and why I'm so passionate about good mental health in the first place. Um, it could be obvious because obviously so many people have uh, poor mental health and it's really plaguing our society right now. And there are lots of people that have a deep longing to see other people set free or to see themselves set free. And so I would be the same. I see what's happening in society around us. I see people my age and younger, like eight-year-olds committing suicide and um, young women and men having like severe self-hatred or self-loathing and um, the, just this rampant epidemic, pretty sure it's an epidemic or maybe it's a pandemic, whatever it is, the biggest version of that demic, um, that's what's happening with poor mental health is it's rampant. And honestly, it's probably because of social media and because of that interconnectivity in that way, as well as like hyperstimulation, crazy expectations and comparison and um, children not resting and us just having like crazy expectations for our lives, even in North America, like there's many reasons why, but the beautiful thing about it is there is a way to um, cure 
anxiety and depression. And I know that there are some people out there that say, oh, you'll always live with anxiety. You'll always live with depression. But the truth is that you don't have to, and there is a way to overcome it and to live free from it and to maintain that freedom. And so aside from seeing it in the society around me and knowing that it's hurting people and causing suicide and turmoil and just a complete brokenness, I also am passionate about it because I experienced it and I experienced freedom. And so I am a walking testimony that there is a cure to anxiety and depression that we don't always have to live with it and that there is a way to live free. And I have maintained that freedom and continue to maintain that freedom even now as I venture into things that are more stressful or new seasons of my life. I'm still able to walk in healthy thinking and beautiful mindsets about myself and a about others. And that's also possible for you. So that's why I'm so passionate because I have a personal experience of victory and I could never keep that personal experience to myself because then you wouldn't be able to know that, okay, no, someone else has experienced victory and I want that victory. And she does have an answer and there are answers out there because I had mentioned the relatability culture. We don't want to just relate in our struggles. We need people who have walked through that and are on the other side strengthened um, and also aren't having relapses. I think that's really important too. Like I don't have relapses because what I found is lasting. And I'm saying that now in confidence that I won't have relapses in the future because what I've learned about the renewing of the mind is so powerful and so foundationally transformational right? Like at the core of who I am, I have been transformed in the way I think that when foreign thoughts come in, because now for me, they are foreign, like these negative thoughts are no longer normal for me. I'm able to um, assess them right away and then know how to deal with them so that I don't harbor those thoughts or those belief systems that ultimately lead to like um, a negative self-view or a negative life view or I don't allow habits in my life to form that are going to cause me anxiety or stress or depression. Because one thing I'm going to touch on in the future is that our lifestyle habits also play a huge role into our stress and into our anxiety. And if we are not intentional about changing our lifestyle habits, like how often we're on our phone, um, when we're eating, what we're eating, whether or not we're getting exercise or spending time with people or serving others, uh, all these things play a role in our mental health as well. And so with all that said, as I've walked through my own journey, I now understand the renewing of the mind uh, from a personal experience. And I can say that it works, that I've tested it, that it's proven to be true, and it has allowed me to live in continuous freedom. And it's also allowed other people I know to live in continuous freedom and to be authentically them. I would say that's one of the most important things about the renewing of the mind as well, like finding our freedom from anxiety and depression, is that we can finally be authentically ourselves because we will truly love who we are. Because 
one of the most important things when overcoming anxiety and depression is finding a love for yourself, for who you truly are, and not feeling like you need to be something else or do something else or as though you're a failure. It's coming to love yourself at the core of who you are and then seeing the value in your life right now where you're at um, and then living out of that place uh, in every aspect, in relationships, in the way you view the world, in the way you view obstacles or um, new experiences. And so, yeah, I also am authentically me. The renewing of the mind and my freedom in mental health has allowed me to embrace myself and to love my appearance, to love my heart, to love the way I interact with people, and to even love my personality again because I had a really, really big issue with my personality uh, because I had been told for like my whole life that I had lots of issues based on my personality. And then as I started to renew my mind and be loved by God, because I uh, explain it in my first podcast that Jesus is the main reason I've experienced freedom in my mental health. Um, But because I've done that, I really do love myself because I know that I am loved and valuable and worthy, and I've removed all of those false belief systems and lies that I was playing on repeat in my mind. Um, Because I've removed those lies, I now speak truth and freedom and life and love over myself and ultimately over others. And so I just get to be authentically me. I know that you want that too. We all want that. We just want to be free inside of ourselves um, because anxiety or depression can bind us. And that's not what we want. Same with like self-loathing or self-hatred or bitterness. Any of those things, they just bind us and we feel like a shell of ourselves. Like we're not even um, who we were designed to be. And maybe you don't even know who you were designed to be. I didn't know who I was designed to be until I went on the renewing of the mind journey and allowed what God said about me to transform the way I saw myself uh, because that is the most important thing, that Jesus loves me and that he has spoken beautiful truths over me. And once I allowed those truths to define me and to shape who I was, then I really found the freedom in my rawest, truest form, because God said that my most true form was designed by Him and that I could um, just unapologetically live out of that. And I do now. So uh, let me, though, explain deeper into how I got anxiety and then um, ultimately how I overcame it, because that is the point of today's episode. And I don't want to get into too much teaching or explanations. I just want to tell you uh, just my own personal testimony. So it all started back five years ago when I first got saved. Uh, What's very interesting about my story is that I didn't have or I wasn't aware of anxiety or depression until I got saved, until I became a Christian. And I'll tell you the reason for that. 
Before I became a Christian, uh, the most formative years of my life would have been high school and university. And at that time, I went on an emotional roller coaster. There were very definitive things in my life at that time that caused me a lot of ups and downs, like a relationship, um, a lot of rebellion, a lot of wanting to redefine myself, a lot of um, just events that happened in high school and university of how other people treated me and narrative that were spoken about me and successes and failures, all of those things in that pivotal time of my life when I was in peak development, especially high school, um, it just led me into this like emotional numbness or this emotional immaturity where I would just like ride the highs and the lows, but I would never be able to assess them or pinpoint them. And I would uh, have all these coping mechanisms like drugs and alcohol. And that's what's really interesting is in high school, I was drinking a lot. And then in university, I was drinking a lot and doing a lot of drugs. And so even though those were extremely emotional times in my life, I had basically shut myself off from processing or experiencing the fullness of those things because I had all these coping mechanisms that were really unhealthy. So what happened when I got saved, when I became a Christian, is I stopped using those coping mechanisms and everything kind of flooded in as well as I wanted to actually change my life. When I got saved, I went from being really selfish and self-centered and just living to party and have fun to actually having a purpose and wanting to love people and love God and to transform my life because I saw what I had been saved from and I wanted to live in the fullness of what God said He could offer me which he did offer me, which was beautiful. But once you remove all of the coping mechanisms like drugs and alcohol, because when I got saved, I no longer wanted to do those things and I knew that they were harmful for me, so I stopped. Then I became really aware of what was going on inside of my mind. And I also became really aware of my striving and performance mentality because I had something I was deeply passionate about that I wanted to pursue with my whole life and I wanted to give God God everything and I wanted to do the best that I could. So everything that I had negatively learned from high school and childhood and university that I had never dealt with and I had had covered up with coping mechanisms became all unveiled when I got saved and then actually had something I cared about. And then once you're pursuing something you care about and start to be intentional, then you really get faced with all of those negative self-views and you really uh, become aware of what's been going on in your heart and in your mind because then uh, there's nothing to distract you. You're becoming very aware that um, something is not right and the way that I'm thinking sucks because I feel anxious or I feel really sad. Whereas before you never fully gave yourself over to that because I would have just coped with a coping mechanism. And so that's why I always say I didn't even realize I had anxiety or depression until I got saved. And then that's when it actually got really bad because I put a bunch of pressure on myself to perform and to be good and to uh, aspire and attain to what I desired in my relationship with the Lord. And that's not how God works. And I've learned that. And I know His love and His mercy are the most glorious thing that actually allows me to rest in Him. But again, at that time, I didn't know that. So yeah, it just became very um, in my face, and that shocked me, and it hurt me. Like, it was... 
obviously it hurt me. It was anxiety and just like a a severe, like self-loathing. Um, but it was painful to be like, okay, I wasn't aware of any of this until I got saved. And now that I actually have Jesus in my life, I feel worse than I was before. And I was talking to a friend about that the other day. I was at her house and she said the same thing because she also said that she had numbed herself, that she had had so many distractions and coping mechanisms that when she came to Jesus, her heart was laid bare before her and it was very overwhelming because things that had been inside us, both her and I, had been festering for years and had been unaddressed. And then when we met God, he goes, I want to address these things. And so it was God and support from others who really showed me the renewing of the mind and that I needed to do some like serious, deep heart work and address the things inside of me that were just um, awry. And so that would have been in 2018 when I got saved, um, the very beginning of 2018, so January. And then what happened was I ended up leaving Ottawa, which is where I went to university, a few months after that. I think it was about May of 2018 or March actually. And then in that time, I got a job as a live-in caregiver in Peterborough, Ontario, uh, where I was in my first real job of responsibility, where I was being entrusted with someone's home and someone's loved one. And I was desiring to serve for the first time in my life. So again, I had a lot of expectations on myself for how I was going to serve and how I was going to do well. And I just uh, was really clumsy at that time. So I kept breaking things. That was really hard for me. Uh, but I learned that I broke a lot of things because I was rushing. And so you got to think though, a girl who has this deep desire to succeed in her um, faith and then in her purpose is breaking things all the time that are valuable to this person. And that just wasn't helpful. So again, because I had false mindsets, um, that amplified some issues inside of me. Um, But at that time, yeah, I was the living caregiver. And then within that same time frame, when I got that job, I ended up meeting my now husband. Um, He had recently rededicated his life to Jesus and was on his own journey. And then within about five months, we got engaged. And then in a year, we got married. So from the day we started dating, a year later is when we got married on the day that we had said yes to dating was the day we got married. So that was cool. It was exactly a year. But again, I was a very young believer. I had just recently got saved at that time. And all of the things that I had never dealt with in my past were starting to rear their ugly head. And I didn't know how to deal with it because I had no emotional maturity. I was very um, emotionally immature in communication and in how I needed to cope and deal with my stresses and my struggles. And so it was quite a plethora of issues at that time. And so fast forward to when we got married, uh, the living caregiver position had ended because the man that I was tending to passed away and I was able to help transition um, his wife into her uh, like widowhood and just be with her as a friend and no longer uh, a caregiver for her spouse. So that was beautiful. And then uh, immediately after I got married, my husband had just graduated Bible college and we moved from Peterborough to Oshawa, Ontario, where my husband got a youth pastoring position. Um, And then I became a residential cleaner and supported him in his youth pastoring. Now, considering I had all of these 
um, immaturities in how I handled situations, getting put into a youth pastoring position was really difficult for me because only a year prior, I had basically just gotten saved and had been living a selfish life where I, again, was coping with awful things and riding the highs and the lows and being distracted. And then getting married and now being put into a, a pastoral position, having not fully dealt with any of my issues, um, and then now having expectations that we would be at the church about three to four times a week, tending to the needs of the students and um, just being available to them while also I had my full-time job and was newly married and was dealing with past relationship traumas that were being exposed in my relationship with my husband. It was a lot, and I became very aware of my emotions and that I was feeling extremely anxious and super sad all the time and super just lost and confused, and I felt empty. And I knew that I had Jesus, and I knew that I had salvation, and I knew that He loved me and that my life had purpose. And so even in the midst of this like um, emptiness and this anxiety, I still had this hope inside of me that uh, life would be okay and that I would get through this, but I, I really didn't know how. I just knew that God was faithful and that He would show me the way. And so there was one pivotal night when I became very aware that things needed to change, and uh, I had previously been crying a lot and been feeling anxious a lot, but this specific night, I don't know what triggered it, I was a mess, like hyperventilating, crying, I was on the floor, I felt really overwhelmed, every um, overwhelming thought I had was in my mind and was pressuring me, and again, I can't even remember what they were, um, but it was it was awful, it was like an anxiety attack or something, I don't know what it was, but at that time, my mother-in-law actually came to the door of my Oshawa apartment, and she had been living in Peterborough at the time, and I had no idea she was coming, and I opened the door a mess, not expecting anyone, obviously, in that moment, and immediately um, she tends to that moment and goes, you need to call your husband, and you need to work through this and tell him where you're at, and you need to start like processing this, and so I called my husband. He came home because he had been at the church, and we sat in the bed, and I was like, um, these are all the things I'm thinking. I don't know why I feel this way, but I know something's off. Like, I don't even want to go to the youth pastoring thing. I don't want to um, be with the kids. I just want to isolate myself. Life is overwhelming, and I feel anxious about everything, and I cry on my way home from work, and I don't know why. And so I really felt loved and cared for by him in that moment, and he really assured me that we could walk through this together and that I could take my time um, and that it would be okay. And so I had his support. And from that point on, I really became aware, okay, this is something deeper. I need to start getting really intentional about my mindsets. And so um, when I would feel anxious or when I would feel that sadness, I would talk to God about it and say, what is going on? What is causing this, God? Because I feel like um, there are pressures in my head that are leading to this anxiety and this stress, but I don't know what the pressures are or what they're 
rooted in. And that's where God really started to show me, um, these are some of the roots you have. These are the insecurities. Like I would sit with him and I would journal because journaling was really helpful for me. And it would help me to hear God clearly because you can hear God. You can hear Jesus. He does want to communicate with you. Um, And I would journal and he would, through my hand and through my own heart, respond and give me clarity on what I was thinking about or the anxieties I had because of insecurities or false beliefs. And he would just start laying my heart bare before me. And so God would literally show me these things and he would show me um, just where I needed to change the way I was thinking or even change the way that I was um, acting in the, in the way of like my habits. I remember one time I was feeling anxious and I couldn't find um, the answer to it. Like I was just like, okay, I still feel anxious. I'm praying. I'm trusting you, God. I'm thanking you for my life. Yet the ang- anxious feeling is still there. And God was like, um, how long have you been scrolling on your phone for? And I was like, Oh goodness, uh, probably like six hours because at the time it was COVID, it was lockdown. I had started a business and I was just on my phone all the time. And he instantly showed me, your phone is actually triggering your anxiety because it's not allowing you to rest. It's not allowing your brain to rest and your brain desperately needs rest. So you're just keeping yourself in a high functioning place all the time. And so from that point, I was like, I need to be intentional with my phone. And that's something I have to be reminded of. Like I am aware of myself. Um, If I'm starting to feel anxious, I now know, okay, have I been on my phone too much? And I go through all the other triggers as well. Um, I don't have anxiety anymore, sorry. But if I ever feel anxious, because obviously feeling anxious is different than anxiety, um, then I now know how to go through those triggers. But that's what he would show me. And so even though I would feel anxious like every day and going to be um, with the kids for youth nights caused me anxiety or going to work caused me anxiety, anxiety or um, I felt like bleh and just drained and all this different stuff. I, I was being taught by God and by others who love me how to um, transform the way I was viewing my life, to transform my habits, and to um, just be thankful in the midst of it as well. Because I had so much to be thankful for. I was literally living in the fulfillment of prayers that I had had. I was living in my first apartment with my husband. I had gotten married, um, and I had never even planned really to get married, actually. But God knew, and I'm so thankful that He did and that He gave me Jacob and that I was able to walk that um, journey with Him and not on my own. So on that journey of the renewing of the mind, when I really experienced all that anxiety and I really became aware of all of my insecurities, that all was kind of like just the accumulation of many years of many issues I had never addressed put into a really crazy change where I was newly married, living in a new city, doing a ministry job with my husband, and then becoming very aware that, okay, this is something I actually have to deal with. And so that would have been in 2019 when we got married. I became aware of it probably halfway through 2019 and started to really become intentional about my thoughts and how I viewed myself um, during that year of marriage. And then I would say that I really started to see breakthrough in 2021. 
And then I started to really see consistent breakthrough in this last year where I realized that I'm different, that I'm fully changed, that I am a brand new person, that I'm actually free consistently. Man, I could cry right now saying that because I don't think about that very often, like where I was to where I am now. And I just remember every couple weeks or so, I would realize how I was different. I would realize the change that had taken place as I had been renewing my mind and allowing God to love me and allowing the Bible and the scriptures and the truth of the Bible to um, renew me and uh, feed me and speak life over me until it really did become natural for me to love myself, to love others, to trust God, to um, no longer feel anxious. And so now when I do feel anxious, like I'm just so quick to be like, this is not, no, this doesn't stay. I'm going to deal with it, nip it in the butt, and then I'm going to keep going on my way. And so I've had to learn to prioritize things. I've had to learn to prioritize rest and um, things that are life-giving, like cooking and baking and serving. Like serving is so important for us to actually go out and love on other people and give of ourselves to others because when we get self-focused, we get drained so quickly because we weren't designed to just be isolated and focused on ourselves. And so, yeah, that was my journey. Um, Obviously, there's uh, way more depths to it. Like there were specific things that I had to work through that I will share with you in the future. I do want to tell you my process on specific belief systems I had so that if you have those same belief systems, you can also work through them. Um, But just to encourage you that, yeah, it did take about two years, I would say, to really embrace the fullness of my freedom. But I started to feel so much better and so much more optimistic once I knew that there was a way out of it and once I started to apply those simple tools that I had in my tool belt to start building the foundations I deeply longed for. And I just am shocked that I am where I am now because I have now been married for almost four years. I have successfully built a business where I was a furniture designer, which I recently made the decision to dissolve because I didn't want to do it long-term and I like to try new things. Um, And my marriage is so much more healthy than it used to be. And my relationships are thriving. And I can honestly say that my overall outlook on life, even when I face trials or when we struggle a little bit in certain areas, that I still have a deeply optimistic view of the future and I can still say that I love myself and that I love God and that I love people around me and have been able to be free from unforgiveness and bitterness and um, awful self-talk right? Like I I no longer have that negative narrative in my head about how I view myself anymore. And that is something I'm going to shout from the rooftops and something that will probably be a deep cry of my heart for a very long time until people really start to experience their own freedom and then can share their freedom themselves. Because my goal is for you to be in a position where you have walked your own journey and now you have what you need to give it to other people. And then if we multiply this, and it's not just me sharing it or my other friends, but it becomes comes you and everyone else around you, then we can transform the whole, the whole world. 
the whole country, North America. It wouldn't be hard, especially not with social media. So if this has been an encouragement to you, please share it. Please subscribe so that you get the updates on the latest podcasts and leave a review if you'd like. Um, There's a star rating on Spotify if you'd like to do that or share it on your social platforms just so other people can um, be encouraged as well. But thank you so much for listening and join me uh, next time I share. It probably won't be weekly because I have figured out that that's probably too much for me, but um, I plan to share definitely in December. So keep up to date on my socials if you follow me. Um, my Instagram handle is when.wildflowers.grow and my TikTok is jewels underscore Walda. So if you look there, you'll find the latest podcast release dates. Um, but I pray that you have an amazing day and that you find the glory in the world around you.